4: Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive by. It's a special edition of the show that we have added on. Amazing. Uh, and, you know, the the purpose of adding this hour on is, is actually twofold. One, it specifically addresses our 10th year anniversary in the Seattle area, Western Washington area. And it is a show that is, you know, focused on bringing a level of awareness, not, you know, on. Not unlike all the other shows we do but it's a it's a it's a kind of show that that most of our listeners uh in our flagship station on the west coast has recommended and asked for and we are bringing it to you it is great to be able to tune in with you today you heard me earlier today with uh wendy davis and then you heard mary jane mack and now here i am back again you know this is october is an incredible month of awareness you heard us talk earlier about shining the light on awareness for ADHD uh, and what does it really mean in today's society. This show in particular is to shine another light, very, very serious light on what is happening uh, you know, this month, October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you know, to, to have a big conversation, a broad conversation, we really do have to understand the world of electronics that we are all saying yes to. You know, they laughed many years ago when people sort of raised the bar and said, you know what, the stuff with cell phones, this thing that we are doing with cell phones and the way that we use them could have devastating effects on our bodies, on our children. Uh, and by the way, a fascinating conversation. You know, when I, when I first had this chat almost 10 years ago, And we started to talk about some of the dangers, some of the things to be aware of. You know, all of these studies had come out that said, ah, you people are overreacting. You know, there's nothing going on here. There is no danger. I also remember they said that about microwaves, and they're still saying it. But what have we learned? What has changed in the industry? By the way, what is changing with our technology as we move forward? And we're looking at how we're using technology what the hardware devices are all about. And, you know, today's show is, you know, to bring forth a big, big conversation with Dr. Dever Davis about looking at what we're doing, not just in and from an environmental point of view, but what do we need to now know about cancer, about what's happening in our world, what's happening to our young folks, what are we doing from a behavioral point of view? And what should we know? What should we be aware of? And more importantly, what do we need to understand? Dr. Davis Hall is a BS in physiological psychology, but more than that, her, her if I sit there, here and tell you all the things she has done, uh, we will take the entire show. She has authored more than 190, over 200 publications and books, journals, uh, all about levels of awareness around the environment, around what we need to know uh, in terms of cancer, and most importantly, you know, what it is she's so super passionate about and has been. You know, we talked earlier today when we were talking with Wendy Davis about, you know, what is it when people stand up and become spokespersons, advocates uh, for people, others, others like you and me, who may not have a level of understanding, who can't really sift through what's true and what's not true. Today, though, you know, we get to talk with someone that is not just committed to shining a light, but is passionate and has made sure that, you know, people across the globe have a way to look at what's happening in the world. We're going to tell you about uh, ehtrust.org and what you can learn about that. We're going to tell you a lot about what uh, the EHT staff is doing, what some of the discoveries are, what some of the research is. Really break this down to get an understanding of worldwide cell phone safety. What are the recommendations, what are the policies, and what are you not being told? Or maybe, what are you being told in the fine print? So joining me here today to do that is someone uh, that has taken such a powerful stance. Today's show is why women need to make the bra a no-phone zone. Yeah, this is seriously important. And so Dr. Davis, you know, from nonprofit group Environmental Health Trust, discusses published case studies which validates the link between prolonged skin contact of cell phones and breast cancers. Big conversation, big study and hallelujah, the time is right for us to get an understanding of this. Dr. Davis, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Pat. I really appreciate it. I want to start with you for a little bit because I really, I briefly went through your personal journey. But I want to start with you for a minute and talk about your light and the many, many ways that you have said yes to really becoming an advocate and a champion. So let's talk about you. You know, what started this in your life? How did you get on this path? Well, I'm trained from Johns Hopkins
2: University in cancer Mm -hmm. epidemiology, and Mm -hmm. I worked at the U.S. National Academy of Sciences for 10 years on environmental studies, and we did studies for the government looking at questions like, is tobacco smoke dangerous for non-smokers? We looked at Mm -hmm. questions like, should you allow smoke on airplanes? And we looked at the scientific evidence, we assembled all uh, expert scientists, and we took a long time to review the literature and reach conclusions. And during my work there, and my subsequent work as a presidential appointee from President Clinton, what I was intimately involved in the process by which expert scientists reach an opinion. Now... About eight and a half years ago, my first grandchild was born. And like all grandparents, I was, of course, thrilled and delighted with this smart little boy. And by nine months of age, he was able to take a cell phone, turn it on, find a game, and play it. Now, he turns out to be a very smart little boy. And I was, of course, very proud of this. And at the time, I owned three cell phones. And I insisted that all of my senior staff where I was working at the University of Pittsburgh Cancer Institute have a BlackBerry that was on their body so that I could reach them when I needed them. Well, I began to look into what we knew about cell phones because I was inspired by my grandson's birth and his, wait, his skill with the phone. And mm-hmm. when I found out shocked, shocked me because, like you, I thought, well, look, if there was a problem, I'd know about it. After all, patients must have tested Right. Right. Well, I learned that cell phones have never been tested for safety. That's a shock right away. And wow. I learned that a couple of countries, including Britain and Israel, which are pretty sophisticated nations in terms of technology, had actually recommended some precautions about using cell phones. And, in fact, in the year 2000, the man who had directed Britain's chemical biological warfare program William Stewart issued a report for the Royal College of Physicians recommending that children under the age of 16 not be permitted to use cell phones. I was flabbergasted to find that. And then I learned that the Israelis had issued some precautionary advice as well, and I know that Israel is a country that lives and dies by radar. Well, when I started Mm -hmm. to look at what we knew about cell phones, and I saw from my own research and my previous work on the war on cancer, how long it took for us to take action against tobacco or asbestos or vinyl chloride, I began to see a huge problem looming because mm. right now, as you know, we have already no control group. That is, None. already most people in the world are using cell phones. There are more right. than 6 billion cell phones in the world today, and many countries, like Australia. There are more phones than people already. And if we insist on the kind of proof that we had to have about tobacco and lung cancer, or cell phones and their ability to cause brain cancer or other problems, mm-hmm. we're going to be in big, big trouble. Because as right. we all know, it took us far too long to decide right. to try to reduce people's tobacco smoking and as a consequence, although we are seeing a decline now in tobacco-related right. uh, deaths, it's a huge problem around the world today. And so oh, I, yeah, did I look at the research of what we knew, mm-hmm. and I learned a couple of basic things. First of all, I
4: was stunned to find out that a cell phone is a two-way microwave radio. Well, let's hold that thought, because I, to, I want to talk about this when we come back from break, because that very point right there... is is going to really open up the door for us looking at other piggyback studies related to that, things that have been demonstrated. But when we look at just that phenomenon alone, it really opens the door for a very big conversation. And I have to tell you, Dr. Davis, I'm on the same page as you. I mean, clearly, if we have to wait, as long as we've waited about smoking, uh, this thing will get so far out of control that it will be uh, if it's not already epidemic especially amongst young people let's take a short break everyone when we come back we're going to be talking about what you should know what is a cell phone what do cell phone makers tell you what and here's the question why women need to make the bra a no phone zone let's take a short break everyone we'll be right back
5: Are you interested in learning about how to add more eco-conscious living into your life? Amy Willis, broker and owner of Rhino Ross Realty, is dedicated to helping people buy and sell healthy homes. She strives to educate people on incorporating more green features into your environment. Rhino Ross Realty wants to be a resource before, during, and after a transaction. Whether someone is buying or selling a single-family home, multifamily, condo, or investment property, Rhino RhinoRoz can provide the service and knowledge that is needed to make informed decisions. For a free market analysis or more information about greening your home, contact Amy at RhinoRoz.com, R-H-I-N-O-R-O-Z.com, or call 206-508-1250. Rhino-Roz Realty, charging on your behalf in the Northwest.
3: Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time for Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LymeLightRadio.com.
1: Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi,
0: I'm Mary Jane Mack.
1: Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well, people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits by adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well taking the right nutrition for the body exercising and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs call us at 888-777-4232 that's 888-777-4232 and visit us at maryjanemack.com
4: everyone. Welcome back. I want to welcome you back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Hey, for more information about us, go to thedrpatshow.com or you can go to transformationtalkradio.com. If you have any questions at all during this show, I want to give you an opportunity to ask them. The best way to do it is probably to go to thedrpatshow.com. Uh, right-hand side, ask you a question or go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. On the right-hand side, ask your question. Uh, or just give us a shout, 425-373-5527. Just give us a shout, 425-373-5527. Um, what powerful show today. Very, very, very important show. Um, important for me because I actually worked for the phone company for 25 years and, you know, was part of an original team of people when cell phones were being discussed and conversations were being had about them, and, you know, would they actually fly? You know, how would people carry them? How would they be different? Now, fast forward to where we are today, and the mega industry of smartphones, smarter phones, and even smartest phones are out there without without very much conversation about what this means. You know, why is it so often we see people without headsets? in their cell phones, and, and yet it's very easy to put a headset in your iPod and plug that iPod in and not use anything but a headset. But what should you really know? What should you really know about that device you're carrying or that your children are carrying? And by the way, you are we are looking at, Dr. Davis, we are looking at, I think, one of the most incredible techno-phenomenons uh, in terms of the initiation of one's first cell phone age group, you know, it used to be, I don't know if you, I'm probably going to date myself here, Dr. Davis, but, you know, the whole idea of a phone used to be, uh okay, you're going to need a phone. Then we had cell phones, then it was okay. Now you're looking at population exposure of phones, smartphones, being in the hands of children at very young ages. So, Before the break, you start us to, you know, take us down the path of awareness, and I would love for you to continue that.
2: Well, let me start out with explaining that a cell phone is a two-way microwave radio. Mm -hmm. And that means that in order for it to get information, it must send a signal to the tower, and the tower sends a signal back to it. Whenever you're moving in a car or a bike and you're on your phone, as you're moving and the phone goes from one cell tower to another, it goes to maximum power. That means maximum microwave radiation. Now, the term that is used to describe cell phone radiation is radio frequency energy. But cell phones mm-hmm. don't give up energy. They use microwave radiation, and radio frequency energy is just another phrase that's been used to describe it because people understood that if you called phones, two-way microwave radios, they would uh, uh, not uh, be very, very popular. And uh, as a consequence, they switched to the term radio frequency radiation, uh, radio frequency Mm. energy. In my book, Mm -hmm. Disconnect, The Truth About Cell Phone Radiation, I tell the story how when they first invented the uh, microwave oven, they called it a radar range. (laughs) In fact, microwave energy Microwave radiation is a form of radar, right? Well, what if we called right. the phones radar, radar phones, or even microwave phones? People would treat them uh, with a little bit more uh, respect, as in fact we should. Let me be very clear. I recognize uh-huh. that phones have revolutionized our lives in many good ways, but they have also caused a great deal of harm in ways that we're starting to understand. They have certainly wrecked the ability to have a family dinner, without telling your children and anyone else to please put those things away, they Mm -hmm. certainly interrupted normal conversations and turned some people into very unpleasant social beings who are unable to look you in the eye. Now, Mm -hmm. Dr. Pat, you mentioned your concern about children, but you may not be aware of something. There are infants in cribs being given iPads and baby rattle cases that can hold iPhones. Because the industry has figured out correctly that they've saturated the adult market. They've even saturated the market of high school kids. They're now going for babies and toddlers. And no, I'm not making this up. You can go to Google and uh, YouTube, and you'll see YouTube videos of infants using iPads, and the parents are laughing because when they take the iPad away from the baby, the baby cries. Well, the reason the baby cries is because it's young rapidly developing brain that doubles in the first year of life has become habituated or addicted to the stimulation of the microwave radiation. That's not a good thing for the developing brain. That is why Mm -hmm. the American Academy of Pediatrics has issued statements to the Federal Communications Commission advising that children need special policies and special standards, and yet cell phones were originally tested Seventeen years ago, the standards for cell phones were set based on a six-foot-two tall guy with an 11-pound head. And now, around the world, millions of users of cell phones are much smaller and much younger than the original test was set for.
4: Yes. And let's just talk about what's changed for a minute from a behavioral point of view, because I love looking at that. Uh, 17 years ago, and believe me, I told you I worked for the telephone company for 25 years. I was part of an original conversation sitting around a board as to whether or not a caller ID was going to fly, because women were not going to want caller ID, contrary to the fact that women do want caller ID. They want to know who called them. So I was back at that conversation, and I'm so glad that you pointed out that study. That goes back, what, 17, 17, 18 years. You're absolutely right. But if we fast forward, Doctor Davis, I mean, let's talk about the evolution of cell phone. Now, if you're walking around with a flip phone, cell phone, people are thinking you are so out of touch. Right. Most phones being
2: sold today are so-called smartphones, but you know, right. it's not a smart—it's not a smartphone. If it kills brain cells, and mm-hmm. experimental studies that have been carried out in a number of laboratories around the world show that. More vulnerable, younger cells get killed by cell phone radiation. If you, However, if you expose older, mature adult cells, you get no damage. This means mm-hmm. that younger children with more developing cells need special protection. It does not mean that when you're older, your brain is fine and won't be damaged by cell phone radiation, but it does mean this, no matter how long, any of your listeners has been using a cell phone smack dab against their head, they can start right now to use the phone on speakerphone with a headset and they will reduce their exposure. And if they sleep in the dark and eat their vegetables, they will find that they can recover whatever damage may have occurred from cell phone radiation. If you go to your iPhone right now and you go to settings on that phone, you will find a warning in your phone. If you go to settings, And you go to uh, General. Under General, the top tab is About. On About, you have to slip down almost to the end to a tab called Legal. And then you go to the very end of Legal, and it says RF Regulatory. And that's where you will find that the phone has fine print warning buried in it. Now, this part of the phone cannot be copied and cannot be made larger you can take a screenshot of it. And what it says is that in order to keep the phone within the tested range of radiation, you can use a headset or a speakerphone. And that you should not keep phones closer than 10 millimeters to the body. That's about three-eighths of an inch. Or -hmm. you can exceed the as-tested exposure guidelines. Well, those guidelines, as you just said, Dr. Pat, were set were an adult male, big guy yep. with a big brain, and they were set yep. way back when most users of cell phones were medical or military and the yep. average phone call lasted 6 minutes. Right. Today the world is very different. Most users and uses of cell phones are very different.
4: They're very different. I mean, it used to be a phone. It's not a phone anymore. It's a way of life. Uh, you know, there's a difference between a device, right? I want to go use my iPod, it's a device, or whatever people use to listen to music, it's a device. You take the device, you go to the gym, you plug it in. My iPod is not my way of life. But the cell phones and the meaning that they have from us, and you know this, right? From a psychological and emotional point of view, uh, you know, and there are some people that are, that are talking out like you are in terms of addiction. So, I mean, this is this is hard to describe, except for the people listening to the show that get it. You know, what okay, happens... Let me tell you something.
2: I, yeah, Korea, Korean, The Korean government has mm-hmm. issued a warning about what they call yeah. digital dementia developing in their children who oh. grow up at very young ages using these devices. And they're referring to the fact that there's underdevelopment of the right hemisphere of the brain and overdevelopment of the left hemisphere. these children who grow up with these devices early on cannot look you in the eye. They have difficulty remembering numbers. They have very poor handwriting and very weak social skills. They have difficulty Mm -hmm. having empathy, thinking of the other. If this becomes a widespread phenomenon, we're going to be in huge trouble as a civilization. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Korean government has set up more than 100 Internet addiction camps and they have warned about this diagnosis that's growing in young children. I've written about this in a Huffington Post column, and I would welcome your readers taking a look at our website, ehtrust.org, and signing up for our newsletter where we have a lot more information about the simple things you can do right now. You could use your phone with a headset or a speakerphone. You can put it on airplane mode. If you want to listen to music or play a game, that's fine. But put it on airplane mode. If you must give it to a child, put it on airplane mode. Why? Because when the phone is on airplane mode, it cannot interfere with the avionics of an airplane. It cannot get a phone call. It cannot get or send microwave radiation to a tower. Mm-hmm. That's why airplane mode is much safer than using a phone and keeping it in your pocket. On, In fact, the warning that I just talked to you about in the iPhone comes with all smartphones today and it says you should not keep it directly close to the body. That's right. one of the reasons right. why we want warn young women all over the world to hashtag save the girls and recognize that the phone companies themselves warn against keeping a phone directly against the skin. May I ask what when when you worked for these companies, there was a yep. concern that people might not like phones, right? They might find them annoying. Right.
4: Right, 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 right. That was, uh, you know, that was absolutely, uh, clearly, uh, I I remember being in a board meeting when the conversation about uh, caller ID came up. I remember that, you know, clearly. And there were uh, an entire board of men chatting around a table about caller ID, and I worked with the executive vice president at the time. And this was part of the old Bell Labs. These are the scientists, Right. And I remember, you know, one of the VPs turned to me and said, well, you're a woman. What do you think about caller ID? And I said, well, I don't agree with you guys. I said, the bottom line is that I think you'll find that women very much will appreciate knowing who called them. And, you know, it becomes an interesting conversation because I don't think anyone back, you know, when we were part of this, I don't think there is a single one that could have predicted, could have predicted where this conversation today. I don't. Um, I don't know I think, that people I, even knew we would get to this place. But now that we're here, you're right. we're here. yeah. I think what you and I are talking about, we cannot have the same cover-up that happened with smoke. Just cannot afford it. Let's take a short break when we come back. We're going to tell you about some of the case studies that Dr. Davis has, you know, so brilliantly uncovered and put together that are shocking enough that all of us will pay attention and what can we do so that young women women of any age realized to not put that phone in your bra first of all common sense have you ever felt how hot that gets let's take a short break we'll be right back with the show
5: Come alive and shine with the Alive and Shine radio show with Adil and Savitri. Widen your perspective, learn to heal yourself, and clarify your power of choice so that you feel truly alive and shine. The Alive and Shine radio show is your how-to guide for creating a life in which your dreams come true. Listen live each Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW or at AliveAndShineShow.com
7: I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. As a former research statistician, my scientific background is what many would call sensible. For more than a decade now, I have been working in the field of energy medicine, facilitating sessions and teaching around the world. People from the mainstream often ask me, how did a sensible woman like you end up working in such an alternative field? Implicit in their question is the underlying assumption that the field of subtle energy, such as energy healing and intuition, isn't sensible but I believe it is very sensible. Even scientists are able to measure aspects of this approaching life from an energetic perspective, brings us new opportunity for healing and transformation. And from a practical standpoint, even if you can't rationally explain how something works, if you experience a shift from it, then doesn't it make it pretty sensible, please visit stellarreflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836.
6: If not today, One day you will need chiropractic care. Before you choose one, get a copy of this special report. Five keys to selecting the right chiropractor. Available free and you can read it in about six minutes. Get the care you need, when you need it, from the right chiropractor. Visit wellnessone.net or call toll-free 866-499-7509. Go to wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509.
0: Get your shift together with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden Saturday, November 16th, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Seattle Center for Spiritual Living for this collaboration between two of the most inspiring teachers, highlighting their unique paths as they explore the latest scientific studies and how this information can empower you during this critical period of our history. Making a difference in the world starts with you. To register, go to joedispenza.com events. That's joedispenza.com events.
4: everyone welcome back. welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by I'm really thrilled to be able to have this conversation here with my very special guest you know advocate spokesperson dr. Deborah Davis um, and and also to introduce you to a great nonprofit group, Environmental Health Trust what that means I want to make sure that you all have the website, lots of information. Uh, on the website. For those of you that want to go, you can find out about books. You can find out about the book Disconnect uh, by Dr. Davis, as well as many of the articles on here, case studies and so forth. So go to ehtrust.org. E is in environmental. uh, If you want, H is in health and trust. Uh, Check it out. A lot of information and take some action. Um, Dr. Davis, thanks for joining me here today. Before the break, I was talking a little bit, and this is kind of a progressive conversation we're having. You know, we're kind of going from a general conversation about what cell phones are. uh, Now we're really talking about some of the dangers. I got a question that came into the show, you know, as it related to what you were talking about. And I I think before I get to this question, I think it'd be good for us to talk about the case studies and why the name of the show, the topic for today, uh, of the show, uh, is why women need to make the bra no-phone zone. So let's talk about what you've discovered there, because that's shocking.
2: Well, Dr. John West and his colleagues uh, at the uh, Breast Service in California, Southern California have connected with Dr. Lisa Bailey, the former president of the American Cancer Society of California, who is one of the nation's top breast surgeons. And we have worked with them to, to accumulate now six cases of young women with very unusual breast cancers. Normally breast cancer occurs in the upper outer quadrant toward the armpit of the breast. These cases all have breast tumors that are barely under the skin in the center of the chest right where these young women kept their cell phones. Mm-hmm. Two of our cases are 21. Breast cancer wow. is not supposed to occur in 21-year-olds. Women, period.
4: No. Mm -hmm. These
2: women kept their cell phone in their bra from the time they were 13 years old. Wow. For several hours a day. For several hours a day. And they are now developing uh, breast cancers. And the breast cancers are unusual in two ways. First, they're unusual in that they're located in the center of the chest. Second, they're unusual in that they appear to be completely separate tumors right under where the phone was kept. Wow. I mean... That is the third have written this case report, which was recently published, that you can find information about on our website at ehtrust.org, or you can mm-hmm. go to our Facebook uh, page for EH Trust, and you will find information about why we are concerned. Now, let me be mm-hmm. clear. Just as you said, Dr. Pat, we yeah. don't have a pandemic yet. We don't Sorry. want the standard of proof to be that we must first have an epidemic showing harm has already happened in young women before we take steps to protect them.
4: Right. Right. I mean, we know the consequences of that with a lot of things. I mean, you know, this has been a major advocacy week for us on the show. Um, You know, I'm also a spokesperson for Lyme disease. We just had a conversation about ADHD uh, because these are the kinds of things that are coming up. So we could say, my gosh, you're ready. What kind of evidence do you need? I mean, honestly, for me, maybe you can help me out with this. Maybe I think I'm a little naive, Doctor Davis. so Let me just say that. Um, is it a behavioral thing uh, with with the women putting the cell phone, the young women especially, in their bras? Is it something of convenience? Uh, because well, from, of a of con- yeah, from a common but sense, yeah, from a sense point of ignorance. view, it, it, yeah. What? It's also. Ex-
2: think Uh about this, you put your cup of coffee in the microwave oven or you put your meat in the microwave, the reason it gets Mm -hmm. cooked is because microwave radiation moves fat and liquid around to heat it up. (laughs) The breast is completely fat and liquid. You don't want to expose it to microwave radiation. It's absolutely an inane idea. And people don't Mm -hmm. know that a cell phone is a two-way microwave radio. So they don't realize that by putting a phone in their bra, they are microwaving their breast. That's a terrible Mm. idea. The phone companies advise not to do this. But that advice is usually buried in fine print warnings that you can find on our website. So people are ignorant, number one. Number two, unfortunately, there is an addictive property of cell phone radiation. And I'll tell you how we know that. We don't just know it from reports of people who get cranky when they lose their phone, et cetera. We know it from animal studies where researchers have taken animals and conditioned them to do certain tasks when they're exposed to cell phone radiation. And then when they ingest those animals with naloxone, which is a chemical that blocks radiation, I'm sorry, blocks the opioid receptor in the brain. So Uh if you can take naloxone and you can prevent someone who's addicted to methadone or has had an overdose of heroin, you can reverse the reaction with naloxone because it blocks the opioid receptor. If you take these animals that have been trained to do something because of cell phone radiation and you inject them with naloxone, they stop behaving the way they were trained to behave because you have blocked the opioid receptor, which is the receptor of addiction. addictive property of these devices. Now, having said that, let me be clear. These devices can save lives. There's no question about it. But we need to be smart about how we use them. And as I said earlier in your show, you can't really call it a smartphone if it kills brain cells. And it appears, by the way, from studies that have been produced around the country, around the world, rather, that the younger the cells when exposed, the greater the damage that can occur. We will be doing an event December 12th at the Commonwealth Club, December 9th at the Commonwealth Club in San Francisco. December 9th at the Commonwealth Club in San Francisco, we're going to do an event on cell phone science and policy where we'll be bringing in some of the world's top researchers from around the world to discuss their work showing that prenatally exposed animals produce offspring brains that have smaller brains and more brain damage.
4: Mm. You know, there's. It's, uh, I really don't have any uh, evidence of this, but I had an interesting conversation, and, and I really do need to make a caveat about what I'm about to say to our listeners. Uh, this is information that was passed to me third hand, and um, one of the things that was said to me, and of course not studied, was exactly what you just said, and that that is, How does this level of radiation get passed to a newborn? And then what might be the consequences? I had someone say to me that one of the things they've noticed and have not been able to make a scientific. And what I mean by that is case studies in a lot of realms, and you know this, realms of science, they don't consider them sufficient. They're looking for empirical data, of course. But what he said to me was fascinating he said to me, he charted out the, the uh, distribution and frequency and evolution of cell phones to smartphones and the increase in autism in, in, in young children, newborns. And he said, right. no one's ever done a study in that. I said, oh, I, I'm sure they haven't. So he, he put a caveat. That's a the very, same one very, oh, yes, right. it's a very right.
2: important point. I think we both understand we do yeah. not have specific proof of the association. but That's right. The group Autism Speaks uh, is the right group to support this kind of investigation. And I know right. there's a group of Israeli really investigators that are really, really committed to finding out whether there is an association. They're led by Charles Greenblatt at Hadassah mm-hmm. Medical University in Jerusalem. And they, mm-hmm. I want to ask this question experimentally sure. by working with information. Right now, doctors do not ask parents about where and how they use cell phones. So we don't even have the ability to get that information. Groups of breast surgeons are beginning to add questions about whether or not you keep a cell phone in your bra, and they're starting to inform women this is a bad idea. Right, right. it's Right. It's tough slog because some surgeons have said, well, we don't have any proof of harm yet. And you betcha we don't have proof of harm in terms of statistical significance. And if we're smart. Dr. Pat, we're not going to insist on that kind of proof before we take simple precautionary advice. You ask people when you see them in a, in a clinic, are you smoking? And you tell right. them if they are to stop and you try to give them tools for doing that. You don't wait uh, for proof that this is a problem. We tell people that they need to watch their weight and we tell them specific things to do because we have evidence that being overweight puts you at risk for a number of forms of disease. We have experimental studies that our group has supported research in Brazil and in Turkey which show that cell phone radiation gets deeply into the brain of young children, gets 10 times more into the skull and bone marrow of a child than an adult. And we know that children are not little adults and that their brains are growing rapidly. So we (laughs) protect their brains and we should not insist on proof that their brains have become damaged before seeking to protect them from getting damaged.
4: Well, I think, you know, what I'd like to do, Eric, is kind of skip the break here if we can, because there's much more for us to talk about if you don't mind. Um, I I wanted to also say that, you know, previous to this hour that that I'm doing here with you, Dr. Davis, I actually got to talk with another Davis, Wendy Davis, who is the spokesperson for ADHD. Different but not defective. And, you know, what's interesting is we also shared some studies with our listeners as well that ADHD affects 50 million people. It's now been classified, uh, uh, and and, and I'm I'm talking about, you know, classification, now been classified as a neurological disorder wherein the brain physically functions differently. The ADHD brain uh, matures at approximately 30% slower. Right, than the normal and brain. And you know something mature. really
2: important here? You know something really important here? Myelin right. develops in the brain. Myelination is the fatty sheath that grows around the brain, and it develops yep. more slowly in boys than girls. Boys yep. have more disability problems than do girls. Yep. And in addition of what we know is this, Dr. Hugh Taylor, who is the chairman of the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at Yale University Medical School, is an MD and PhD and highly respected researcher in developmental impacts. He has produced a study published in the journal Nature Reports where he exposed mice to cell phone radiation throughout pregnancy. And when Mm -hmm. he examined the behavior of the offspring that were exposed to cell phone radiation uh, in his publication, he found statistically significantly increased problems with learning and learning disabilities in mice that were prenatally exposed to cell phone radiation. And he specifically Mm -hmm. talked about effects on the pyramidal cells, which are cells involved in the hippocampus, which is the center Mm -hmm. of the brain involved in thinking. Well, other research on the hippocampus has been done by researchers in, in Turkey, led by Suleiman Kaplan, and published in the journal Brain Research. And that study found, again, prenatally exposed animals developed fewer brain cells than those that were not exposed. Smaller brains at birth. Smaller brains throughout their lives. Now, fewer brain cells translate into a greater propensity for dementia and other mm-hmm. brain problems. And we think that this work. Dr. U Taylor's work, that of Suleiman Kaplan and others, really puts a strong case for taking action to prevent neurological damage. Dr. Martha Herbert is another MD, PhD, who's a professor at Harvard. She's written a brilliant letter to the Los Angeles United School District in which she explains why in her professional opinion, as a specialist in neuropsychiatry, she believes embryo, and fetus from cell phone radiation. And yet when women go to the doctor for their well for their checkup prenatally, they're not told to be careful with where they keep their cell phone.
4: That's right. That's right. There is no caution about that. I mean, this is a massive ripple effect of education and information. You know, uh, I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not sure why we don't have something on those forms that we fill out. But I think we do know why. I wanted to just ask you a couple questions have come in here. One question is, uh, Does the uh, if you have a cell phone in your back pocket, does that count? And so I guess the question is, okay, I've got this cell phone. i got my little plastic case on it. I now put it in my back pocket in my jeans or something. Uh, can you talk to that or even a front pocket?
2: Well, first of all, <clears throat> the cell phone manufacturers tell you, that if you keep the phone closer than 10 millimeters, which is about three-eighths of an inch to the body, you oh. can exceed as-tested exposure guidelines. Okay? Oh, three three-eighths Eight of an inch. inch. Okay. So that okay. means you cannot keep a phone in your pocket without exceeding the as-tested exposure guidelines. Now, right. to be quite frank, if you've got a pretty big derriere, cell phone radiation isn't going to get too far into you. But if you're a thin, mm-hmm. young child... <clears throat> You absolutely should never have a cell phone in your pocket except if it's on airplane mode. When it's Mm -hmm. on airplane mode, it's not sending or receiving signals from the tower.
4: Right. But that's not going to happen because if we're not sending and receiving uh, uh, messages from the tower, we're not going to get our messages there, Dr. Davis, right?
2: You (laughs) might be able to survive if you didn't get messages. And the other thing is They are programmed. they are programmed now so that they get a signal from the tower every 900 milliseconds. They don't need to mm. be programmed. We well, change let's just the talk office. about this.
4: Yeah, let, let's, just, uh, let's just carry this now even further. I don't know about you. I mean, clearly for me, when I heard about, you know, putting the cell phones in the bra, I get it. I mean, I get why why folks would do that. The other thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed it, I very rarely see people... Um, whether it's young people or alike, that are walking around that don't have their cell phones in their hands. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's interesting, right? If you're not going to use your cell phone, then put it away. If you're a woman, you know where you can put it, right? But I, I don't know. Have you? I, I mean, this we're talking about kind of the same thing. I mean, carrying the cell well, phone in your hand is right up against the skin. Well, it, it
2: is, but the hand... Actually, can get be exposed to much more radiation than the, than the body and mm-hmm. because it doesn't have much tissue in it. Right, and, right, you know, right. It's fat and tissue we have to be worried about. We mm. we need to be worried about the young child's brain because their skulls are thinner. Their brains mm-hmm. contain more fluid, and the more fluid and the thinner the skull, the greater the radiation absorption mm. that can take place. Um, in wow. fact, FCC and In response to Environmental Health Trust, Environmental Working Group, and other groups, the FCC, on Good Friday of this this year, decided to issue a notice that it's going to ask for advice on whether it should change its 17-year-old approach to cell phones. Mm
7: -hmm. In
2: Washington, though, we know that if you don't want anyone to cover a story, you release it on Good Friday or Christmas Eve. Right. So on Good Friday, they released this request. And they're now in the process of reviewing information that has been provided to them. Well, they have also recently decided to declare that the ear should be treated like the foot, mm-hmm. in that it can be allowed to have much more radiation into it. Well, because the ear contains mostly cartilage, and, it's, and, and the foot and hand contains a lot of bone, and therefore there's, bone is denser Mm -hmm. and less subject to uh, damage. That's also true. But the ear isn't the foot. It's right next to the brain. So this Mm -hmm. One of the things that the public needs to give the FCC their voice to let them know what they think. Industry has told the FCC they welcome the request for new standards because they believe the United States should weaken its standards for cell phones and allow more radiation from the phones into the body.
4: Wow. Let me thank you. What a great show. I mean, I want to spend these last couple of minutes on having you share a a, a few of the must things that need to happen. Where do we go from here? What What are the next steps for you in continuing this conversation worldwide? Well, first, I want your listeners
2: to know that they can take that phone out of their pocket, put it on airplane mode, and they mm-hmm. will be protecting themselves generally whenever they do have to carry it for any pretty long time. Second, mm-hmm. use a phone and use a headset, and you will substantially reduce your exposure, but be aware that when you are in an area with a weak signal, you don't want to use your phone unless it's an emergency because that weak signal causes the phone to drain its battery and half of the radiation from the phone will get right into your head if you hold it next to your head. What Mm. people can do, they can sign up for our Facebook campaign on EH Trust. They can like us. They can request our newsletter on ehtrust.org. They can go to hashtag Save the Girls, and there's a banner there of a picture of a woman's chest with a cell phone stuck in it, and it says, Save the Girls with a big not sign over the cell phones. Doctors are concerned that keeping cell phones in the bra can increase the risk of breast cancer. And we uh-huh. need more people that make the, self, make the bra a no phone zone, just as you, Dr. Pat, have urged yep. in this program today. People have yeah. a right to know cell phones yep. are that should not be kept directly next to the body. And the phone manufacturers are telling you that, but in fine print. What we need to do is work this information out to doctors around the world.
4: Yes, and I want to just, I want to shine the light too on something else. And, and I, I do want to talk about, you know, some of the people in the bra manufacturing industry that have not jumped on the bandwagon to actually make a places in the bra for you to put yourself off. I know. Because. Uh, Hallelujah for somebody having a half a brain around that one. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Davis, for joining us here today. Last question, what's your personal message?
2: My personal message is distance is your friend, time is your enemy. Take the time to talk to people directly and realize that you don't always have to be connected to your cell phone. You can reclaim your life back.
4: Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. For all that you do. Uh, right. Please let us know what we can do to continue to support you. I, I mean, there are so many, as I want to call them, associations out there between this level of radiation that's out there and what's happening in, in our world in terms of health. Even though, as you and I know, as researchers, we've got to get that research, but we've got to get a bigger message out. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. Very much. Bye bye. Thanks. All right. Bye bye, everyone. I want to thank you guys for tuning us in, turning us on. Eric, thank you for a fabulous show. We'll see you guys next time on the Dr. Pat Show.
0: To Intuit University, compassionate guidance connecting you to your inner wisdom with internationally renowned psychic and medium Sherry Dillard, the second and fourth Thursday each month at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Get ready for an hour of practical spirituality and a fun and magic carpet ride into the spirit realm. This hit show is a combination of call-in readings and intuitive mentoring as Sherry supports and empowers you to create your best life and relationships, career, finances, life purpose, and spirituality. For more information, visit SherryDillard.com.
3: Individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered.
2: Empowered living radios where you can find
3: it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their lives.
2: The urge to grow.
3: Talk Radio is one of these networks.
7: Transformative
5: radio show that will change your life.
3: Won't you join us? Join us on TransformationTalkRadio.com.